0: This episode of The Full Nerd is sponsored by Avast. Avast has been a global leader in cybersecurity for more than 30 years and is trusted by over 435 million users. Avast One is their best protection yet, giving you everything you need to take control of your safety and privacy online, and it's accessible through a single, easy-to-use interface. A free version includes essential features such as free antivirus, free VPN, and free firewall protection, while the premium version has even more advanced features. Uh, learn more about Avast One
1: at Avast.com. In this episode of The Full Nerd, Windows 11. Should you or shouldn't you? Welcome to episode 193 of The Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello, Internet. Mark Hockman to my left. Hi, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal.
0: It's true. Uh, and earlier, I, I spilled coffee on my white shirt. It ah. was, you know, so Windows 11 launch day will always be the day that I spilled coffee on on a white shirt. So did you put water on it? Because it's gonna it's, it's gonna set. Yeah. You gotta. You I, I, I tried, but then it just looked like I went to the bathroom on myself. You know how that is. <laughs> uh, so you know, he damned if you do, damned if you don't. I think people
1: understand you would not get the. <laughs> That much liquid on yourself going to the bathroom. <laughs> we're hey, probably y- going hey, you too know far what? on you, your shirt. You, know, you have, no idea. You, but have the... no idea. you have no idea.
0: We're we're here to talk about Windows 11, are. the uh, the most important news of the days. Windows 11 is here, and that's why we have Mark here. I'm I'm excited to have you here, Mark.
1: Yeah, yeah. in person. Yeah. Windows yeah. 11. Yeah, I know. Man, uh, Mark, I'm I'm going to put you on the spot here. Sure. Should, should I, should i upgrade or shouldn't i upgrade that's Windows
2: 11. <laughs> well that's a way to kick off a conversation um I was just thinking about that issue on the way here this morning and the way I would answer that is this. I mean, we talked about the question on PC World and what PC World writes for is sort of a more mainstream general purpose audience. And this is obviously more of an enthusiast audience. Although I w- I'm
1: mainstream, Mark. Well, I'm mainstream.
2: <laughs> anyways though, I would say the answer is 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 somewhat the same. Um but I would say there's less of incentive to hold back for an enthusiast audience as there would be for a mainstream audience. So, um, in my opinion, Windows 11, you know, is 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 numerically an upgrade from Windows 10. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is one more, one better. <laughs> it's one better. And it's not just I mean, you know, we have, give you know give Microsoft credit. I mean, we have to acknowledge that they made the effort to continually upgrade the operating system. There's some good ideas here. Um, there's some there 's some definite upgrades here, but from my view there's also changes that are made, and those changes aren 't necessarily improvements um there's aesthetic differences and aesthetic differences are can be you know a, a freshening up of the operating system the icons and that 's something to be credited that 's something to be say, said for that but there 's also some some functional uh, uh, regressions in certain things. And I think that when you start taking away options from users, you got to start wondering, you know, is this the right direction? Is this the right choice? Um, What got taken away? So, you know, when you first start out with Windows 11, you're met and, you know, most of you probably have tried this. So you're uh, you're on the same page as far as this is concerned. You know, you see the taskbar. The taskbar, I have to say that the first impression of Windows 11 looks really nice. It does. I mean, there's those backgrounds that are really pretty. Microsoft understands backgrounds. The taskbar and its icons really do look pretty. Um It's just the fact that, you know, if... And this isn't for everybody, but if you are somebody who likes to move the taskbar around, to resize the taskbar, you know, in a smaller 1080p laptop, you know, being able to, to, to shrink those icons down, in my view, makes a difference. Um, you can't, uh, uh, I, you know, you can't tab, you can't show them as, as tabs. Um, those are things that, you know, are sort of jarring because that's the way that you sort of you sort of just, oh, OK, this is my new workflow and I can't do it. That's the first in thing. And then there's, you know, and then we can go into, you know, there's the the there's the start menu. And you know, with start, um you know, I just I don't I don't really like it. I mean, um you know, there is some f- there are some ways in which it looks like you know, some of the Linux distributions. And if you come from that perspective, you know, maybe it's not that particularly jarring, but windows 10 had personality. I mean, it had life to it. The live tiles were, were active. Uh, they showed you information, perhaps they were distracting. And that's perfectly fine. If you think so. Um, but it just felt, you know, Windows 11 feels, right now, it just feels a little sterile. Uh It feels a little Mac OS-y. And I'm not a fan of Mac OS. I'm just not. Um I've been a Windows user for all my life. Um, I like the way Windows works. I like the, what Microsoft has done with Windows, generally. Windows 10, I consider to be a good operating system. And Windows 11, you know, in start, especially, backs off from that. I mean, you know, you put an app into the start menu. It goes into the all apps section, which is fine. But in Windows 10 that kind of pulls up alongside the live tile. So you can sort of see it here. It's a separate little button. You have to fish it out. There's folders that it might that app might live in. Those folders might necessarily don't correspond to the app's name. I mean, they correspond to the developer's name. I mean, I mentioned in my review that our VPN, um, I was looking for the name of the VPN. It's not there. It was inside of a folder. Um, <laughs> so I had to go ahead and just find that and then pin it to the the start menu, which is not really the start menu, it's the pinned start menu. Um it's really jarring. It's right? jarring. It's yeah, a really a complex a, multiple step, you know, thing. I can yeah.
1: It's a that's I I, I you know I haven't done the extensive testing you've done. I've just done some performance testing. But when I installed Windows eleven on two different laptops, you know not, not Gold Master, but pretty close, it was like I it was like it really it, I didn't know how to use it. Like I went into the start menu and you like, uh, it's so different now. You know, it is, it is a completely different change mm-hmm. from windows 10. And, and I do think some people will like, say, Oh, well windows 11 is just one more. They just, it's like, no, this is the, I get, and not one thing I think is like, if you go to the original version of windows 10, when it came out to, you know, the 20 H two version, the very last one, the average person, like they wouldn't know there was a change, right? right. For the right. most part, Windows 11, this is a completely new UI that you have to relearn.
2: It is. And that was one of the objections that I had. I mean, we did a separate video on sort of just whether she sh- should upgrade. And the familiar area, uh, angle was one of those that I highlighted to begin with. And to be fair, one of the comments on the video was, hey, you're going to have to learn this eventually. And I thought that was actually a, a, a good point and a fair objection. My argument to that is this. Um, you know, with all the changes that Windows 11 has made and the differences in the functionality, I think that the complaints that people are, are establishing there are making, uh, whether in Feedback Hub or on Reddit or uh, social media or whatever, Microsoft does listen to those. Right. And part of the argument for waiting, in my opinion, is that if Microsoft fixes some of these things, if they change it to, to provide a more gentle transition between Windows 10 and Windows 11, that would benefit you from waiting because you're going to go, oh, you know, I'm not going to be focused so much on these functional things that I can't do. I'm going to be focused on the aesthetic differences, and I might like those. And I think that will be of benefit to both Microsoft and to users. Like I said, if people wait a little bit, maybe somebody work out some of these issues. So that was what? the functional issue is where I came from.
3: One of the things I find interesting, uh, since you mentioned this, is much more macOS-like. I was talking with a freelancer who does work for us. Uh, he actually... He really, really likes the new start menu. He likes the new (laughs) center taskbar and stuff. Mm. But that's because he comes. He primarily works when he's not doing laptop reviews for us on a MacBook. Mm -hmm. And he said his kids use Chromebooks, and both of those use the centered docs. And so for him, you're right. They feel comfortable, but for people like us who have used PCs forever, it's it's just weird.
2: It is weird, and of course, you can move that Start menu or that taskbars and the Start icons over to the left if you want. That's an option too. But you can't do and you can't resize the Start menu. You can't move that around the system too. And again, it just kind of feels like oh, I can't, I can't do it.
0: Well, and and before the show, Gordon was was making a good analogy about uh, Windows the, Seven the, and Windows
2: Eight. Yeah, yeah.
0: So go ahead and, and kind of recap that because I, I think that's a, a good way to think of yeah, it. Yeah, because you
1: know, you know, again. When you had major changes, especially to something that, you know, literally billions of people use, right. people get really hot. And They're I remember when we went from Windows 7 to Windows 8. Windows 8 was like, whoa. Yeah. Right. That was like flipped you upside down mm-hmm. and, you know, you didn't know what was going on. And then it felt like they just went from here's your basic, you know, start all the icons on the left to. This tile thing and they're dancing and all over the screen and takes over <laughs> you the whole screen because it was, you know, remember at the time it takes was over all the about whole screen takes over the whole yeah, screen. The annoying. idea was like we need to compete with iPad because right. you know they, they're going to crush us.
3: Yeah, it's, 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 I remember them actually saying the desktop is just another app.
1: Yep. Mm. Yeah. No. I mean, they yeah. really tried to, and then you know, people yelled and yelled and yelled and yelled. Windows eight point one came out and was closer, a little closer. And then you know I what I find though is interesting I'm going to show you the desktop on my Windows 10 laptop but I I I find like I just kind of realized you sort of like had Windows 7 on the left side yeah. cuz you got yeah. you got all your icons on the left side just like Windows 7 Windows XP <clears throat> Windows 3 you know all the way back and then you have that whole Live tile Windows 8 on the right side, right? But you know, after eight years or so of using Windows 10, I've really come to make peace with it. Like it's actually very useful. I can put all the icons where I want. I can drag them around. Right. <laughs> so now we're going to like, and you're seeing information density there, right. and you're
2: seeing organization there, and that's something again. The Start menu doesn't really allow you to do. You can't group things. You can right. kind of drag things around in the order. There's no folders. There's no groupings and so forth. And it's just,
1: uh, it's just frustrating the lack of functionality there. Well, I mean, what's I, the thing is, I'm like, what is the rationale for that? You know, I, I'm i not sure why they would do something like that. Because that sure is, either. I mean, is it just because Microsoft's like, you know, we're going to swing the fences and I, then we're going to back it all? Literally, it's a joke, but Windows 11.1 will be like, oh, this is what we want. Right? I think it's a bit, of my pet take is that I think
2: it's a little bit of a coding mentality because when you're coding, it's a lot of keyboard text space, Like, you know, when. R, Win plus R, when Run, that quick launcher that they have, they put it in, it's there, um, and it's useful. I, I, I tend to launch apps by just typing Windows key and then the, the app name. So, I mean, that's a sort of the same functionality. So maybe there's just some sort of intrinsic thought that people aren't necessarily navigating visually anymore. They're just going ahead and knowing what they want, and just they want to provide a shortcut to that. And I can understand that perspective, but, again, when you're sort of visually introducing a new operating system, it's jarring. So... That's, you know, that's, that's again my take.
1: Yeah. No, it, and you can,
2: re- you all can disagree with me. That's perfectly fine. I mean, I, I, from my standpoint, when I'm reviewing something like this, there's a lot of subjective analysis. I mean, an SSD or a CPU, numbers tell you what's best and what's not. From this, you sort of put on a critic's hat. I'm not going to say I'm a, a movie critic or an art critic or something of that sort, but you have to sort of just. Explain what you think is good about the operating system and what what doesn't work, and then you know just sort of highlight the pros and cons of it. And you know, again, if people feel differently about it, that's perfectly fine with me. I have well, no problem with that. I
0: actually, real quick, one and one of the things from the video that you did about hey, wait, you know, you should you should skip Windows Eleven for now. Great video. You should go look at it on YouTube. Um, You were talking about, hey, it's new and it's different. And there are people who are like, oh, you know, it shouldn't be the same. It should be something fresh. And and, and I totally get that. But to your point, and this is something I bring up a lot, too, uh, is that if you're using it daily, and you need to have it be reliable, and you know what you're doing. You're using it for work. Reliability and familiarity are like two of the most important
2: things to get work done, right? You don't want to have to like disrupt your whole week learning a new OS. Yeah, I mean, I've said know? Linux and MS DOS is a perfectly way, to, perfectly reasonable way to go ahead and interact with an operating system too. Because if you know what you're doing, you can quickly interact with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to learn Windows 11 too. It's just that first few days where it's just like your productivity really takes a hit because you're consciously thinking about just things and. Maybe I'm over exaggerating a bit, but I don't know, it just it feels a little laggy. There's some UI differences and it's just not it's it's not quite the easy entry that I might have hoped for.
3: Right. I mean, I'm 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 big into saving time when I work cuz I spend right. all day like you guys sitting here at my computer. So if I can eliminate three keystrokes, great. You know, that adds up over the course of a year. Yeah. Uh so the new start menu for me is the big reason I've been playing with it on a laptop. It's it's the big reason why I don't think I'm in any rush to upgrade on my primary work desktop because it just is not it doesn't let you customize it the way that the Windows 10 start right. menu could. Mm-hmm. And that makes a big difference to me. Well what do you think is behind that though, Mark? Because the start
1: menu you mean? Well, being able to customize is something, you know, most people outside of uh, certain operating systems like why it feels it almost feels like once again microsoft is going to make another run at tablets right yeah it feels like they want to get back into mobile again they want to get back into tablets. even moving even moving the the start menu icon from the left side to the to the middle by default is like if that's a huge statement to me because it's just like as a windows user you just know left Click. You're in the start menu. This is clearly not made for existing Windows users.
2: Well, I mean, the problem that Microsoft faces is is they have to design for everyone. They have to design for artists. They have to design for school teachers. They have to design for gamers. They have to design for business people. They have to design for enterprises. And so, what we've seen, I mean, we have a Windows 11 Enterprise, and we have we've had you know a Windows 11 Home and a Windows 11 or sorry, I was just saying with Windows 10, Windows 10 Home, Windows 10 Pro, Windows 10 Enterprise, Windows 10 for Education. There isn't a whole lot of differentiation between those and they could do that. I mean, we could have a Windows 10 home or a Windows 11 home that looks visually different than Windows 11 Pro. Um, and has different functionality and they really haven't separated the two that much with between home and pro. And we, I, you know, I I wrote a piece a couple of years ago arguing that they could go that route and it would make, it would make sense. Um, but you're right in that. You know, Microsoft has always been really obsessed with with Chromebooks and their penetration into the education market, and that's why we saw Windows 10s. And we actually do see I haven't tested it, but there is a Windows 11 Home in S mode uh, to I guess address that particular market. But yes, I mean, it seems like they are. I mean they they, they came out with Windows 10x and Windows 10x was killed, and it really says to me that hey we need to find a home for this code we need to find a home for those so as we've invested a lot of development resources into this let's just call it a windows 11 um and that may be an overly simplistic view of it but that's certainly the way that the that that's certainly occam's razor as far as why this is what it is
3: yeah and i i I think oh go ahead brad sorry there's a bit of a delay uh you saying that that you wish there were different modes, that would be wonderful. I wish that Windows would add that because AMD recently did that with Radeon settings. The first time you boot it up, it says, hey, what are you doing? Are you creating content? Are you playing games? You just general usage? What do you do? And then it tailors different UI elements based on what you're looking to do. And to me you know windows 11 could have its cake and eat its too if it just introduced something like that
2: and we're starting to see that a little bit but they haven't really emphasized that so i mean when you start up windows 11 um you're going to be asked at some point, if you, especially if you get a new PC, what you're going to want to use it for. Uh, and we saw this a little bit with Windows 10, where it asked you, hey, you're going to be gaming with it. Are you going to be doing... Uh, is this a family PC? Is this going to be designed for creativity? And, and with Windows 10, you've got to see a little bit of slight differences. Like if you said you're going to, this is going to be a gaming PC, it would put the Xbox app in the taskbar by default. And we're going to see that... There's actually a control within Windows 11 to actually set up your PC like that. Um, and there's... Again, not really significant changes. Like, for example, I think with um, if you if you click there's you can actually set it up in multiple ways. There's like there's multiple checkboxes to clicks, but you can actually say, hey, um, if I set it up as gaming PC, Microsoft says, well, they may offer you a month's uh, free game pass associated with that too. Hmm. Uh, you know, not the biggest thing in the world. But we can see that maybe that that is the genesis of something like that going forward in the future where we're going to see different. I don't know. And not necessarily a different UI, but maybe a different organization or a different focus depending on what you want to do with a PC. Uh but we're not there not there yet. And hopefully, you know, I think I think yeah, I think it would be a, a positive step if Microsoft went in that direction. Um but they're not there yet. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, could you though? Cuz I, I the, the one reason I I've, I've always thought it's just one one UI for everybody, mm. you know, hundreds of millions of billion people. It's because if you start letting people out of the box do things very differently then it leads to you know major support calls it does. like yep. then like then your then your OEM partners are like well what the hell you know how much money I gotta pay to make people I gotta create scripts for this different it's like making a game. You know, you have to walk for <laughs> this interface, that interface, and-, and and still support Windows ten. Yeah,
0: no, that's <laughs> absolutely true. I, I mean,
2: one of the one of the um, uh, again, uh, one of the comments on the video was, uh, and, and sort of sashed the review was, you know, hey, you, know, you didn't really talk about security, um, and that was one of the underlying issues that we were talking about. I and mean, I, I felt like in the review. We had spilled a lot of ink already talking about the TPM issue and just, you know, what that was and what it meant to you and whether or not you could get Windows 11 and so forth. But, you know, from, and it's again, it, it talks to the different emphasis or the different, uh, uh, motivations, the different concerns of different audiences. Because for consumers, my, my thought was a that first of all, the TPM was the greatest incentive to Windows 11 ever because you just told people you couldn't get it. People were like, huh? Yeah. I want it now. And so people thought, okay, well, let's see if I can go ahead and overcome that. Um, but two, I mean, you know, uh, on the consumer side of things, TPMs have really been just an opt, like I said, an obstacle to overcome a, a, a hassle. Whereas on the enterprise side, this is a major thing. I mean, a, a, a TPM that secures the PC that prevents me from getting hacked, that prevents me from losing money and downtime because of that is a big deal. Um, but again, one enterprise or essentially one operating system to 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 rule them all mm. and that's you know uh, a different thing for a consumer than it is for someone else so well uh, speaking of security I we were going to go there <laughs> yeah, speaking <laughs> of security let's let's talk
0: about today's sponsor vast thank you so much for uh, being the sponsor of this episode uh you know i'm i'm going to run down some things folks and you you tell me you tell me what's important to you uh do you do you want antivirus protection on on your PCs.
3: Oh, of course. Sure. Yeah. All right. Right. Okay. yeah. What about a
0: VPN? Do we, do we use VPNs here? Oh, yeah. Yep. Definitely got yeah. a VPN. Yeah. Uh, when
3: we can find them in the start menu.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, f- uh, things like ransomware protection, you know. The TPM doesn't always necessarily protect that. Uh, how about a uh, a smart scan ability just just something to to scan you know, just sounds to see good. If sure. anything- yeah, sounds right. good. Well, I kind of get
1: formats with that. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> well, guess Almost what? The it's it's smart, all available. The smarter,
0: the better. It's all available in a vast one. Uh, they they have a free version that includes essential features like free antivirus, the free VPN, free viral war protection. But the, the premium version has even more advanced uh, protection because uh, that's the thing. You know, pe- people are saying about the security thing with Windows 11 is that. Oh, hey! I have a TPM module. That means I'm I'm protected, right? I, I don't need to get any sort of antivirus. But that's that's not true, right? That's it's just it's just one level of it. You should still protect your, your PC in, in other ways, right? Of course, we we would all agree, agree yeah, to absolutely. that. Yeah. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh you know check out a vast uh vast uh, Avast one if you want to learn more about it. Go to avast.com and thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. Uh, I do want to get to a couple of quick uh, super chats because it's funny. Uh, Eek forty four. Gave us 45 Danish crone, thank you so much, and said, I see a 2D mark, uh, but now we have a 3D mark in the studio. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, like that. <laughs> that was, I like that. That yes. was pretty good. Yes. That's um, definitely my sense of humor. Uh, also, there there was uh, there was somebody uh, in the chat talking about uh, data privacy. That That is another thing we haven't really touched on, is that for the home version, you have to have an online connected account. Yes, you do. Where the pro version, you don't,
2: right? Right. Uh That's a good point. Yeah, let's talk about it a little bit. Um, So, a couple of things. So, you know, when I was going through the review, um, you, uh, you know, I wasn't working from a um, uh, a fresh install. Usually, with the insider program, you go ahead and just sort of incrementally attach, you know, add patches and so forth. So, the, the sort of the out of box experience was a new thing for me. So, I had to, you know, load that into a virtual machine. And virtual machines do allow you to flip network connections on and off and so forth. But, I was more concerned at the time for about going through and just seeing what that out of the box experience looked like. So I was actually saying, okay, fine. I'll have a go ahead and have a, an, uh, <laughs> I'll put in my Microsoft account and so on and so forth. And I do that with Windows 10. I mean, I just, I, I just have to live with that environment. So I have a Microsoft account. Now what was interesting. was, and I was, um, testing these and I can talk about this now because it's, it's out of embargo and I couldn't talk about it before. Um, I was going through and putting my Microsoft account into this and then I was going to go ahead and 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 do that and I was thinking about doing that with the the Surface Pro 8 and interestingly enough my internet went out right at that step like my Comcast went Uh-oh.
3: Uh-oh.
2: and so you know it was an opportunity to I knew that when I was t- tested home and pro on a virtual machine that there was um no opportunity to basically go ahead and do the router trick where you just turn off wifi and then you go, right. Oh, it's a local account time. Nope. Uh, because with windows 10 or sorry, windows 11 home, um, You had to have that network connection before you could go further. And then once you had that network connection, it would ask you for your Microsoft account. There's no excuses. But it was interesting because one of the questions I was thinking about was, okay, what happens if I go ahead and tell me tell Windows, yes, there's a network connection, but then turn it off as I'm going into the account screen? And as it turned out, I didn't have to do anything. Comcast did it for me. Uh And I got some weird, like... Browserish pop-up thing that said you know like you'd see when you like try to connect to wi-fi in an airport like you know your connection may not be secure and blah 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 so like it didn't go forward it didn't give me a an account thing it just basically threw some sort of weird error thing at me so it looks to me and again behavior changes but there is like no out for that if you're running yeah. home and most people are running home i mean this is home surface the surface um Pro 8, the Surface Pro 8 I received had Home on it. Huh. Um, yeah, that's what we've been doing the last couple of generations, huh? So the so, so basically everything is Home, and everything that's Home requires a Microsoft account from what I can see. And if you don't want to go that route, it's 99 bucks for an upgrade to Windows Pro, which, was, incidentally, you know, <laughs> we occasionally offer these 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 discounts, right? And oh, uh, yeah. on these Pro licenses, and all I of a sudden, I was that. thinking to myself, that matters a lot more now. You know, before it was kind of a curiosity, it was academic, but like now, if you're a big fan of local accounts, you might want one. So You,
1: you know what's that's... really... Go ahead, Brad. Go ahead.
3: Go ahead. You go ahead.
1: I, I had this weird thing where, so I did a clean install. I... You know, I I, I have a, a fake account I use for uh for it. For, I also have a real one, too. But I use the fake account. I, I logged in Windows Home. And it's like, okay, everything's good. And I went and checked, you know, the encryption, BitLocker. I was really kind of like, it was weird. It's like, to finish, and I had already logged in, because there's no way you can install it without having to log in. Right. And, but when I went to check the, the BitLocker status, it said, to finish your BitLocker setup, you need to log in. To Windows. I was like, but I already did that. Yeah. And like, I've is seen that like, a bug or is that just? I've a- seen that elsewhere as well. It's like, it doesn't
2: synchronize your Microsoft account with everything. Um, edge was a little wonky like that i'm sure you know i didn't test bitlocker necessarily with what you saw but yeah that's that seems reasonable to me it just doesn't seem like it's coordinating with everything oh okay. yeah yeah
3: i thought that was like a, a good thing step. that these new mandatory accounts aren't coordinating the way they should be
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you can I, already I, do that too like if you can just oh sorry i didn't interrupt you but i'm just saying you could just like if you have a, a local account and then you want to get on to mail you can sign on with that account and for that app only so it's kind of the same thing but go mm-hmm. ahead sorry i'm not interrupt you
3: I was going to say, I just find, we've talked about this before, I find this whole requirement hot garbage. Uh, I think it's absolute BS, especially the fact that they will upcharge you if you want to get around it. That shows that they know it's garbage. Uh, Back in like the Windows 8 days when SkyDrive and OneDrive first came out, you could decline a Microsoft account system-wide, but still log into the individual apps. Uh, It doesn't sound like you could do that anymore with OneDrive and stuff like that. And I...
2: I'll tell you, uh, when I was hearing the phrase "hot garbage," that was okay with me. The browser issue was hot garbage. That strikes yeah. me as some really the browser issue. Yeah, what you mean where you just, get the bug? That's or? BS. No, so within Windows 11, within Windows 10, if you want to install Chrome. You basically install Chrome, and then you have an option. Just Chrome says, "Hey, would you like to become the would you like Chrome to become the default browser?" And you say yes or no, depending. I I run Edge, and I think it's fine. But you know, other people like Chrome, which is the most popular browser, browser or Firefox or, or whatever. Um, within Windows 11, um, you don't have an option. You have to go through. It. And for right now, they may change this, and I really hope they do. But like for example, if you want to run Chrome as your default browser on Edge, all of a sudden you're set up with this weird list of different file formats and you have to select a default handler oh, for each my, one. Oh, my and it is it is it's it's an op it's a pain in the ass. It's hot garbage. Uh, it's hot garbage. I don't want to use legal terms that'll get us in trouble, but man, it it, it <laughs> really struck me as yeah, I want to say that it, it, it struck me as anti competitive That was my opinion. Well um, yeah,
3: yeah, I, like I'm sorry it's I funny because
2: I mean if you can't put uh, an alternate browser in that just that
3: just it's ludicrous. Yeah. And I think I saw it might have been on one of your YouTube videos, but somewhere, maybe our Facebook page, I saw someone saying, hey, this is exactly what you want. You want more granular controls. And I say, no, that might be what Microsoft tries to hide behind here. But what you want is the option to just say, yes, I want Chrome to be my browser and then have the option to go in and change all those right, individual right. things.
2: Um Sorry, there's a media player, and I just can't VLC. VLC offers you the mm-hmm. option of going through and saying, "Hey, do you want mm-hmm. a VLC to handle these different things?" And that's fine, but you can also just have that one master checkbox that says, "I yeah. want
1: VLC to handle everything." Mm-hmm. So. Well, you know, I, I and I, I understand. It feels like <laughs> it feels like Netscape and IE all over again. The, the browser bit. wars, the original browser wars, all over again. And I understand why, just because clearly Google is a you know nine trillion dollar you know, gorilla in the room. So they, they want to wrest control back from Chrome because, you know, it's Chrome is there's <laughs> the rolling over everybody from Apple to Microsoft in, in a lot of ways in, in certain, certain areas. So I, I can get it. But I, I just want to say, as far as the data privacy goes, I want to point out that people, I do want to point out, I think people are, they have double standards here. I understand you don't want to have a Microsoft account. You don't want to have Microsoft have your email account, blah, 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 blah. And then you go to your iPhone or your Android phone and you give it all away. That's true. If, if You know, my feeling is like, if you're okay with this trillion-dollar company having all that and this trillion-dollar company having all that, why are you so freaked out with this trillion-dollar mm, dollar company having I just I, think,
3: come on. I, I I understand where you're coming from. I respectfully disagree with the thrust of it. Uh <laughs> One, I don't love that Google and Apple ask for that stuff while you're doing a sign-up. But the difference is, phones are inherently connected devices. Like, if you have a phone that has no connection whatsoever, it's just sitting there, basically. Whether it's LTE, whether it's cellular, whatever. There are plenty of uses for computers that don't require them to touch the internet whatsoever. There are mission-critical things for businesses and stuff like that that require it not to touch the internet. And I just disagree with that argument.
1: Well, but the thing is, It is becoming more and more connected. We are seeing more laptops with LTE. Yeah, games required. These you know, your laptop is in your phone is way more personal than your laptop in some ways, in a different way I'd argue. But one argument I, I would make for why you you definitely want that Microsoft account is it backs up your your BitLocker encryption keys. Right, I, I I use a Microsoft
3: account. I love it. Yeah, like no, I, I mean
1: to me, I think it's like it's, you have a Microsoft account. It backs up your BitLocker keys. <clears throat> you, believe me, you are gonna you are gonna like thank your stars you have that account to back up those keys when you you have to move that drive to something because otherwise you're hosed. It's all encrypted and it's gone. So that sort of is. I think that's a reasonable that's a reasonable reason to have an, a Microsoft account. I I just think it sometimes it feels like. Everybody with their Android and their Apple phone, whatever Apple says about your privacy, you know, if they have it all, they still have it all, right? Mm. So what? why
3: are people so hot over some hey. of this, these things? Go ahead, bro. Uh I lost what I was saying. I, I think I I'm would... I'm right. That's what you're one, I would know. I would always disagree with what you're saying, no matter what, because uh, there are <laughs> offline PC reasons, and if a kid has a PC <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but two, it... It's way more irksome because the fact that they do upcharge you and make you go to Windows 10 Pro Mm -hmm. to do that. Like, if they were just like, hey, we're doing this from now on, you know... PCs are connected. Everyone has to do this. Fine, that's one thing. But if they're like, uh, if you want to get around to use a local account, give us another hundred bucks on top of it. Like that doesn't sit right with me.
0: Well, but he- here's uh, here's the thing: it's free. Windows 11. We haven't really mentioned that it's it's free. Yeah, yeah the it's price free. is
1: yeah. right.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> the way I think the way to do it is what Gordon's talking about, which is to say, okay, we're not forcing you into doing it, but we're giving you so many incentives to do that that it just <laughs> makes sense. Uh, OneDrive is shared between <clears throat> various PCs. Your settings roll over edge syncs um you know all, all browsers sync essentially but <clears throat> edge syncs um you know these are the ways that go i i think that's the way to approach it um i will say that microsoft within the windows 11 settings windows 10 settings offers you a huge granular range of privacy options you can flip things on and off if you want uh you can clear your account uh information what it, what it does or you can I'm sorry, the the, the amount that the, the information that Microsoft stores in the cloud, you can go into that cloud and clear it. Um, so there are there seems Microsoft seems like it's more much more forthcoming as far as privacy is concerned than some of these other companies. So I will say that in its defense, so. even though
3: I'm sitting here arguing that it shouldn't be a requirement. I want to say I fully agree with you. Like I use a Microsoft account. I love it. All the benefits it brings me going from laptop to desktop, et cetera, are well worth it. Uh, I just yeah. And I do think that they are right there with up there with Apple as far as pro privacy is concerned. I do think that Microsoft people freak out and say, Microsoft is spying on you. That's that's not true. There's a ton of options, like Mark said, like, don't overlook that. It's just I don't like the idea of making it mandatory.
1: Yeah. Yep. And I, I do think it's worth it to have BitLocker on on machine. If yeah, you're going to you Absolutely. know, especially if you have a laptop, you definitely should have bin locker on Mm -hmm. there because you lose that thing you're in you're in you know right yeah exactly (laughs) uh well
0: if if we can move on from some privacy stuff we we have uh a five dollar super chat uh or i guess five canadian dollars i think from from ruben berlin thank you so much uh has a question that i know gordon is excited to talk about uh is windows 11 for gaming heard there is an issue that can hurt gaming fps by as much as 25 percent is this true perfect segue
1: well first uh thank you for the three dollars and 97 cent (coughs) um super chat Wow, (laughs) sorry i had to do that i was like well how is (laughs) hey man that's i appreciate it yeah i just (laughs) we
0: do appreciate
1: it i I don't want to you know discount the the you know the exchange rates uh but no i so uh there was a report i think last week by pc gamer dave james Uh, i know him good person he saw a huge decrease when you turn on VBS, which is virtualized, uh, based security in Windows 11 in, uh, quite a few games, uh, 20, 28% and something. Some things nothing. Some things very small, but some games up to 25, 28%. Uh, I actually have been messing with this as well, but I didn't do it on a desktop. He used a 3060 Ti. He used a desktop i7, uh, 10th gen. Uh, I use a a 2060 Max-Q and an i7-8758, so 6-core. You know, and it's weird. I know there's a lot of people, and I saw this, I think the last time I saw a video, somebody immediately commented, well, there's a huge performance hit from running Windows 11. It's like, I did not see that. I ran 10 different games, you know, 1080p, you know, medium, medium to normal. Uh, image quality settings, because it is a 2060 Max-Q, uh, the latest NVIDIA uh, Windows 11 driver, and I, I think the most I saw was about 6% performance hit from enabling uh, VBS to just flipping it on and off and rebooting and, and running tests. But for the most part, you it was like, it was like I, I don't know what is going on, whether my GPU wasn't uh, high enough power or... Who knows? Uh, I, you know, I don't know why my results are so very different than what PC gamer got. And I think it is, uh, it is way too early to get on the train and say Windows 11 kills performance at this point. I think we need to see more testing, more mature BIOSes because, you know, you really do want, you, you're going to want a BIOS for Windows 11 on your motherboard or your laptop. You're going to want the latest drivers. You're going to want to make sure everything is updated and you're going to want to make sure you you're probably using the release version of it. I was using a slightly, you know, pre-release version of it. Um, But I so far from what I've seen in my numbers, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, There's other tests out there, though, that say, like, yeah, this is not good. But um, wait on that. Uh, I think the of course, the the crazy thing to me is that Microsoft has this awesome vbs feature it's on this laptop he can't even turn it off yeah on this, it's on the,
2: this is the surface laptop studio and it's all by default there's it's grayed out there's no option to turn wait it
1: off. and sorry what's vbs side? uh virtualized based security right. if you go to your windows 10 laptop it's already there or your windows 10 machine if it's a modern laptop and you have you know your firmware tpm and all that other stuff you can turn that on by going to uh Core isolation, memory integrity. That is the one switch that Microsoft says you can, that's an easy way to turn VBS and on Windows and off. security, And it basically it creates a, a virtualized enclave in memory. So important things that you don't want to have um, easy to hack are more protected. Right. And uh, in fact, there's a, a video that Microsoft released yesterday. Uh, it's David Wesson, who's their security chief. He demonstrated how uh, on a Windows 11 device, he was able to to bypass the fingerprint reader using a gummy bear and a DMA, a Thunderbolt, based, basically a, a Thunderbolt based attack, and then also he did an internet based, you know, basically once you turn on VBS and these other um, features, it, the, the exact same things he demonstrated in the video would not work on Windows 11. You have to have it on though, and the thing that drives me a little batty here is even if you're seeing. Like, oh, my God, 25% performance hit? That ain't worth it. Well, you can turn VBS off mm. on those machines. You mm. don't have to run it. So you don't have to worry on that front. But then I'm like, <laughs> what's the point of cutting off all those old machines if you can turn off VBS? And that was one of the reasons rationales for having, I, I I'm so super confused by the more secure OS, but you can still turn it off. Kind of like, you know,
3: it's wild. Yeah. I think I think you you also did uh, testing of testing VBS with like uh, browser based benchmarks and Office and stuff like that, and you actually saw that once you go back beyond the supported CPU generations, like once you start getting back in the fourth, sixth gen chips, like you're seeing some massive performance hits, like ten to twenty percent performance hits in Office applications and stuff. Yeah. So your testing, I think, shows that there is a reason that Microsoft is making these cutoff lines to enable this feature. But the fact that they let you turn it off is really a head scratcher for me. Yeah. If they're going to make that call, like rip off the band aid.
1: Yeah, no, it's, mm-hmm. and, and it is, uh, the feature, of course, is MBAC. It's, uh, gosh, it's, it's escaping my brain right now, but it's, you know, mode base execute. Good, good Lord, who knows what it is? But <laughs> you basically, that was supported in hardware and KB Lake and Ford and Ryzen 2000 and Ford, their ver- variation of it apparently. And that is one of the reasons... But the weird thing, of course, is Windows 11 is not allowed on KB Lake, and it is not allowed on Ryzen 1000. I, who knows? Hmm. I will say that, uh, just anecdotal. So,
2: you know, I mean, performance wasn't a big thing in in, in my review, but it's definitely... um I, I, We talked a little bit about this before the podcast began. I would, would definitely... uh Recommend as you would possibly normally do for a new OS is to uh, start clean, to do a clean install. Um, when I was, I was testing it, one of the test machines that I had, it was on the um, Surface Laptop 3, the Ice Lake machine. 10th Gen Core machine. Um, Really great performance for its time on uh, Windows 10 and so forth. No issues whatsoever. Windows 11 it dragged. Um, I got to say. I mean, huh. I was yeah. I was running. I was running. Um, you know, the release preview, which is uh, I think the final version. That's that's out today. Um, and one of the things that I was doing. Um, with uh that particular machine that I sometimes do is I will use the virtual desktop feature within windows <clears throat> you can basically just take and it's it's uh, multiple monitors I think are, are 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 a superior solution because you can look at everything at once but um with the virtual desktops you can just take a four finger swipe in your trackpad and just you just basically get an entirely new setup and i use that for like excel on one screen and uh some of my 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 typing work my 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 copy on the other and it was just dog slow on windows 11 i mean just um super, super, super laggy uh, in places. And that might have just been, I think that machine had 16 or 32 gigs of memory on it. So that shouldn't have been an issue. But there was just slowdowns every so often in here and there. And I think that anecdotally I've seen on various places since people have upgraded that it has been somewhat laggy. So, you know, again, um, a combination of different factors. I will say that um, and the, 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 the situation is not simple either on these these machines that that microsoft sent over to surface laptop studio uh really actually a fairly smooth uh experience although again i think this has 32 gigs of memory so that's going to certainly help um navigating back and forth was 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 you know i didn't have those those same problems Testing, um, you know, running benchmarks. Uh, as you can see, if we have two reviews up on the site right now, the Surface Pro 8 and the Surface Laptop Studio. The Surface Pro 8 was a real head scratcher as far as Cinebench was concerned. That's you know the. the Obviously, you guys know that one. Handbrake. um, Both of those really gave me some widely varying results. And we sort of went through this and I guess kind of landed on the fact that maybe the thermals weren't quite up to snuff uh, because the fans weren't always that, that kicked on and so forth. But, you know, again... New hardware, new firmware, new operating system, lots of room for some weird stuff to happen. And that may be the case for early on in, in the hardware.
1: Yeah, you know, I and I was trying to help Mark sort of troubleshoot that. So I have two identical 8th uh, Gen Whiskey Lake right. laptops, exact everything, uh, keyboard firmware, BIOS, exact same thing, drives. I mean, they're virtually identical. And I installed one with Windows 10, 20H2, the other one with Windows 11, uh, Twenty whatever 924 or whatever right. it is mm-hmm. and and at first i was like wow windows 11 is really variable with cinebench same thing i was like it would just sort of, sometimes it would just like it would drop you know seven eight percent and it just didn't it was like really weirdly off where the other one was in windows 10 you know, you were within 3 to 4% every right. single run. Mm, that's I was cool. like, wow, maybe it's really Windows 11. Like, this is crazy, right? So, it's like, well, we don't know. Because, you know, there are, even though these laptops were practically made, you know, from one, and then they made the next one serialized, they might not be the same. Right. So, I, I swapped the SSDs in both of them, and, you know, I punched in the BitLocker key, got both laptops up. And, indeed, the B laptop <laughs> was actually, like, it was... Windows 11 on the B laptop was within one one percent. It was exactly the same as the Windows 10 results, and the other laptop was just just off. And I really think it came down to somebody had a bad day. Maybe By you know, the, like yeah. you know, they're, you're smoking your cigarette, you're applying the thermal paste on the. On the heat spreader, they didn't do a good job, and or maybe they didn't they didn't torque down the cooling and same. So you know you, they're never exactly the same. No, that's so. true.
2: Yeah, I mean it's like I said, these are early days for new operating system and new hardware. So yeah, it's a lot of possibilities. And I,
1: I think my warning there though is a lot of people are trying to at this point like, well, is this what's what's good, what's bad? Right. You need to hang on. You need to reserve judgment that's for right. maybe a month, maybe three months from now, even maybe you know we are so early. And it's going to depend. The, the mon- manufacturers of OEMs are not going to roll out a Windows 11 BIOS for every single laptop in the in the world. Right? It's going to be the newest laptops that probably get it first. So you have a 11th gen. They're going to be working on that. And then maybe 10th. And then if you got like some 8th gen moldy old thing, you may not get the optimizations for that for a little while. So yeah. <laughs> um, just, just wait. Because drivers, BIOS, firmware, all that stuff has to be updated for Windows 11. So I think people... They want to pass judgment now, but it is, if you know, big operating changes like this, this operating system. It's always a work in progress, right?
3: I think this entire conversation drives home the point that I think Mark's advice is really, really good. Like, don't upgrade right now if you don't have to. Like, all this is going on. If you remember back in the first days of Windows 10, that thing went through many, many bugs for many, many years. It took a couple years before I could even copy and paste reliably in Windows 10. (laughs) Like, literally, it took me two years before I could copy and paste reliably. Now now it works. Uh, If you don't want to deal with those kinds of headaches, there's not enough compelling features in Windows 11 right now to be worth putting up with all those sorts of hassles i think mm-hmm. i agree with martin 100
2: yeah i mean and the two of the key features that we were hoping to see just aren't there i mean direct storage i think you know I, for you gaming know, yeah, yeah i mean the weird thing is about the direct storage is that we assume it's going to be the same thing as the xbox which is that quick resume feature which is really nice i mean quick resume allows you to just go ahead and whoop, i'm gonna go ahead and switch in the app and boom i'm right in the game i don't have to go through all those loading screens and see that unreal powers this and blah 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 you know good job on real um, but anyways um you know it's 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 great microsoft really hasn't actually said that it's going to be that same way in windows um, there's a lot of you know <laughs> with windows 11 there were i mean we 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 uh, had opportunities to talk to microsoft and there was a lot of there was some stonewalling that went on um, that was just unusual really? i mean questions that were asked where people would just just not answer them, Um, which is... You know, i I, I never like to see that. Um, and I'm not going to get into the, you know, too, too beyond the curtain and so forth. But direct storage was one of the things that people asked about. And we know that it's, it's supported in Windows 11, but it needs SDK support from the game developers. And we just haven't seen any list of those game developers or games that will support it at this point in time. It's kind of like the, the DirectX rolling out, I suppose. You know, you have to have SDK support, but you also have games that support it as well. We just don't see that yet. And I think that's going to be a really compelling feature going forward, but we just don't see that again quite yet. You're going to say something,
3: Brad? I'm kind of shocked that Microsoft didn't coordinate its different arms better to really drive that home, because that would be a huge feature to upsell people on Windows 11. If they had timed the launch of Windows 11 instead of being October 5th to be Whenever Halo 5 comes out, uh, or even if they had put out Halo mm-hmm. 5 on October 5th and they could say, hey, this has direct storage in it. Look how fast this loads. Yeah, like you could see that in the TV commercial even.
2: Good point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. flipping yeah. it back and forth. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing is Android apps. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that everyone said, whoa, you know, hey, I can run Android apps uh, on my PC. That's pretty cool. You know, it's just not there. I mean, we don't know what it's going to be. Um, You know, I, I, it's not something that maybe people are, like, really holding out their hands for because they can just pull out their phone and do the same thing. But, you know, we've seen it with the Your Phone app. The Your Phone app on Windows 10 and Windows 11 allows you to do it if you have a Samsung phone. Uh, support a Samsung phone it allows you to pin, you know, Android apps right to your desktop. It allows you to pin them to your taskbar. And that's pretty cool. I mean, I like, uh you know, there's certain apps that don't really have a desktop equivalent Uh, I use the MLB app uh, just to follow the playoffs and you know you know I think the guy from Canada sorry about your J's um, you know just to track you know that last couple of games where we could have seen like a four way or a six way tie so I was watching that on my my desktop and that's kind of cool to be able to see and so if we could see something like that in a you know a generic Windows environment that would be really neat but again something to wait for in the future
1: it's so, not there, huh? Not there. Nope. <laughs> yeah. It's actually pretty handy that that uh, that Android companion app because the whole idea of not having to pull your stupid phone out. to Yeah, to check your you phone this, is actually very, surprisingly good. It's a really, yeah. good. And it, yeah. it, let me tell you, it's way better than probably what any of the carriers are offering you if you don't if you don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still need to set that up. Support. Yeah. It's pretty easy.
3: Actually, can yeah. I ask? Can I ask a question? So, I keep hearing it's not ready. Direct storage is one of the few things I was looking forward to in a Windows 11. It's not ready. Android apps, that's pretty cool. It's right. not ready. Right. Uh, the UI overhaul is a big thing, and we've already decided, you know, we're we're pretty, you know, negative on aspects of that. What compelling features are there in Windows 11 to upgrade on day one? Sure. Um, interesting. Let's... Actually, I would say, well, the thing
2: is, <laughs> some of these you're not going to see necessarily right off the bat. Um, I really like the, uh, out of the box experience. It's actually ported over from Windows 10X, but it's really well done. I, I, whoever designed that did an excellent job. It, it basically, it's a very clean interface. It walks you through all the key features as you're installing it. I mean, it's just a superb introduction to, to Windows 11. Um, which I actually, they, they do a lot. I mean, you, you actually, once that process is completed, you have the tips apps, you have getting started, two apps that you probably don't want to think about, but the tips apps actually has a lot of help in it. Um, if you want to actually just get some overall, uh, tips and tricks on how to use Windows 11, um, there is the settings app. Um, the settings app, um, again, I don't like the whole, um, you know the way it uses uh, buttons to go from the start menu to the overflow menu or to the the true all apps menu Um, but within settings, I I think it really does a great job of organizing things. There's a lot of information within settings, um, and there's a lot of levels to drill down, but, um, there's just less and less reason. And the control panel is still there, uh, but there's just less and less reason to go to it. Um, and that's pretty much taken over by settings instead. So that's, um, you know, again, another good reason to use it. Um, I would say that, uh, gosh, what about auto hdr well Some people are you know saying that in chat. auto hdr is is that's a good that's a good point um, you know it's funny because i was going to say hey i'm going to go ahead and test auto hdr uh, but The Surface Laptop Studio and the Surface Pro 8 don't have Dolby Vision for games. They just have Dolby Vision for streaming. Uh, so Auto HDR is actually, Auto HDR is actually specifically designed for games. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, I don't, I don't have the hardware to test it. I don't have a gaming laptop. So, Mm -hmm. um, I've seen Auto HDR on the Xbox and I think it's pretty cool. Uh, especially, well, first of all, it just tells you it's just, it's just boop, auto HDR, and it just gives you a little bit of you know it just injects HDR where none existed before. So I think that's going to be a neat feature for Windows Eleven, especially if you have a gaming laptop.
3: I just haven't personally experienced it yet. So we we do have just peek behind the curtain. uh One of our well, someone working for us is going to do a big deep dive into that awesome. for the next cool. week.
1: All right, cool. So. Yeah, nice. You know what? I, I will say I really think it looks nice. Maybe. It just looks like so much more modern. You wouldn't think Absolutely. so. The windows have the rounded corners. edges and the font is <laughs> very nice. Yep. You know, it is actually a, I think it's a, it's a, as far as like the whole outside of the start menu problems people have with it, I still think it, it looks really nice and modern. I, I do like it.
2: Eventually, it's going to be, I think, I hope, a good operating system. I mean, Windows, it's the problem is is that Windows 10 is very good. And Windows 10, maybe the new Windows 7, as somebody else was pointing out. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, the aesthetic. I mean, I there are a lot of things to like about Windows 11, but it's just it's it's just not quite there yet. And I think it will be eventually. And that's all. I'm, that's you know, that's what we're saying. You know, the, the the fact that we call it unnecessary right now is, I think, a reflection of the state of play right now. That will change.
1: Sometimes, do you think this is because people are people are? This is the first. Major operating system released by Microsoft in the time of a global pandemic. I mean, obviously it's been in the works for a while, but I can guess eighteen or twenty months of having to not be able to meet face to face and sit in the same room Absolutely. And, and have the manager yell at you for screwing up. Yeah. That makes a difference. I kind of wonder if we're seeing little and maybe the expectations are a little maybe it's like we're Somebody going into a fast food restaurant, he's screaming at somebody because it's not exactly perfect. Why, why this doesn't have four pickles on my Big Mac, right? I mean, sometimes it feels like it's unreasonable a little bit, you know.
2: That's what I pointed out in the second graph of my review. I just said, Hey, it looks so it feels a little bit like 2020, where we're just kind of all we're just like, All right, we're just gonna do the best we can, and I went, That's fine, you know. I have no
3: problem with that. Um, yeah. I feel like it's coming in hot. I feel like it's coming in way too hot. That's like, also If true. you look back to Windows 10, like we had a year's worth of previews for that. Windows 11, we only heard about it three or four months ago, much less started testing it three or four months ago. Mm-hmm. My biggest issue, I think, with Windows 11 in the limited time I've played with it isn't necessarily necessarily these bugs and other things. It's the little things that they're taking away from power users. Like we were talking about with the taskbar, like you can't move it, can't do stuff like that with the start menu. Uh, a big issue for me is that you can't even see the time and date on a second monitor. Yeah, if you have right. Now, like Windows 11 did great. Like it has the new snap assist or whatever it's called. Like that's an excellent, excellent feature. Uh, the way that it handles undocking second monitors now. Is wonderful, but then they like took that one step back with it by taking away the time of day on the second monitor, and it's just full of little things like that. Like I just feel it's coming in just a little bit too odd mm-hmm. I
2: could use certainly can go ahead and tweak that. I mean, they obviously can add that back. I don't think it's going to be a big deal. But yes, exactly. It just feels a little bit less functional from that regard. And there's the uh, the, the the sort of the um, notification center in the in the bottom right where you have that calendar in Windows 10. Sure, I don't necessarily add things to my calendar in Windows 10 using that little calendar that's down at the bottom right hand part of the screen. But in Windows 11, you I just do. can't do that. Okay, yeah. See, see, some people do these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I got, I got a couple more questions. Um, Mike Quinton gave us forty dollars earlier, oh, and, I, and I and I told him we'd come back to it. We are. I think this is a good time to bring it up. Uh, so thank you so much for the forty dollars. Uh, will Microsoft support Windows ten until twenty twenty five or tolerate Windows ten until twenty twenty five? But when will Microsoft uh, say, uh, y'all had enough time, get with the program?
2: Well, I think it's, I mean, 2025. So there's a couple of different ways to answer that question. So first, there's the actual support period. So yes, 2025 is the, what they've said is going to be the end of life. Um, there will be, probably be incentives, pushes before that time to go ahead and to say, you know, hey. It's time move to a new PC. And, then you know, people are going to have to – if people don't have the PC, if they're on that 6th or 7th gen processor, they're going to have to probably save up a little bit money for that PC. And I think 2025 allows that window to go ahead and do that. Now, the other issue, of course, is how they're going to do that. And we saw that with Windows 10 where we saw, hey <laughs> – little pop-up comes from your desktop it's, hey have you considered windows 11 you know it's like uh somebody knocking in your door uh and people dressed up in suits and asking you if, if you want to go ahead and convert or if you want to go ahead and join their organization uh you know I, the question is whether we're going to see that on windows 10 going forward and I got to think that it's to some extent we are. I mean, that seems reasonable just from their past behavior. We're going to see some sort of like, hey, this is cool. It's cooler on Windows 11 or something <laughs> of that sort. I mean, what do you guys think?
1: I, They're going to have to do it. I mean, if they're, because clearly if there's no more security updates for Windows 10 after 2025. Sure. And, you know, that can be a little, sometimes Microsoft will push it and, you know, it could. Get at that pushed, point, yeah. You know, at that time, it's reasonable. It I think. could be yeah. twenty twenty five, even early twenty. You know, like you. Yeah. I feel like they have to at a certain point because now you're sure. looking. you KB Lake Ryzen one thousand and beyond are will be that's going to be pushed overboard, right? By that time. Yeah, you're looking at a quad core yeah. CPU for Ryzen and AMD's first generation. I mean, AMD's first generation Ryzen quad core KB Lake. You want to roll that in twenty twenty six for what now? Quad core in this? Yeah, (laughs) but I mean (laughs) that's a modern. I know it's a it's a modern CPU, and you have all the everything else. So I, I they're gonna they're gonna have to end it. I just don't. That's the hardest thing ever because it's never been like that for the PC ever, 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 ever. You've always been able to run Windows on old, ancient POSs. I mean, within reason, like sure thirty two bit got you know it got Mm -hmm. but. I kind of imagine by 2025, these KB Lake will feel so horrible to run. You're just going to want to upgrade anyway. That's true. So, you
3: know, I don't know if I agree. I don't know if I agree. I I think as enthusiasts, we can say that. That being said, like I'm sitting here on an 1800X system right now, which whenever I upgrade, because I'm definitely going to upgrade before 2025 and say I give this to my mom or whatever. You know, a 16-thread Ryzen system will do everything she needs to do totally fine for mm-hmm. a long-ass time. And I kind of agree with what somebody was saying earlier, where this might wind up being another Windows 7 moment, where because of the way they are pushing hardware support so hard for Windows 11, they might wind up having to support Windows 10 for longer than they think they will, or otherwise there would be big security implications. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also I agree with Mark that we will see pop-ups in Windows 10, You know, saying, hey, try Windows 11. The water's fine, which I'm fine with, you know, (laughs) as long as it's not too bad once a month, you know, patch Tuesday. If it does a pop up, whatever, Mm. Uh, as long as they don't revert to like they did with Windows 7 to Mm -hmm. Windows 10, where they flip the UI elements to trick people into it. As long as they don't do stuff like that and they don't make it too annoying, I'm fine with it.
1: Yeah. But the other thing, of course, is I will I will agree. Yeah. You know, a Ryzen or KBLA can run Windows fine for most people but will it run it securely is the issue. And I I think even though this is just got to be the sloppiest ever push for (laughs) security I've ever seen, but do people that are running still windows seven at this point in time, or do they really care about security?
3: Well, a lot of those, I don't think normals do. No people do. Well, but so
1: the things you have to, I mean, that's the hard thing is they don't care about it until they've lost everything Mm -hmm. to, you know, to (laughs) malware. And you, 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 Somebody's got to do something at some point because if you're running a win, if you put a Windows 7 machine on the Internet, that is insane, right? That's just like walking down the street with $1,000 bills hanging out your pocket. It's just like, (laughs) you know, it's going to happen. Sure. So I I understand we have to get there at some point. And I don't really think it's necessarily a performance issue, although believe me. A machine that we will see in 2024 will be like, damn, you weren't using KB Lake? (laughs) But the security to me is like for the, for the regular people. We have to get people more secure because those regular people, the ones that come and bother us, like, Hey, I got this thing. All my data says is encrypted. Right. Well, now you have to, you have to pay them in Bitcoin. So what are you, what are you going to do? Right. There's just, I, I don't know, but we have to get there. And the
3: old hardware is just simply not as secure. And that's why, if you go back to the very first time Microsoft announced this on this show, everyone was up in arms over the new hardware requirements, and I wasn't. I'm like, "This totally sucks. My expensive ass computer can't get upgraded." But it makes sense. I understand what yeah, Microsoft's doing Absolutely, it makes sense. Uh, but you know, now allowing you to install it on unsupported hardware, allowing you to uninstall or turn off VBS questions, like, things like that, are just making me question it. And I think that, like, for a normal person, like, my mother sat on her last laptop for, I think, 10 years, and she took every Windows update that was given to her, but she's not going to go buy a new computer just because, hey, Windows 10 is not supported now. She's just going to be insecure, and I think that's the problem, going to be a problem for millions of people around the world probably come 2025.
1: Mm -hmm. And that is what happened, right? People just use Windows XP anyway. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. my God, Windows, you're running, you know, and there's... I
0: still see XP in random places you know either to like an old business or something like, and I'm like oh XP. i, I,
2: I do wonder a little bit whether windows 365 which is something that has sort of been talked about in the enterprise space might be an answer to that in a way or it might be an answer that they might push for that and windows 365 is essentially just a streamed version of windows like you stream netflix or you stream a, an xbox game um and you're basically just not necessarily interacting with the internet you're interacting with the cloud which is then interacting with the internet so it's possible that we might that's the only thing i've sort of been lurking in the back of my head that we might see a consumer version of that coming out of the pipe at some point in time basically saying hey this is an intermediary option if you want to go ahead and do it and then people might say okay it doesn't feel that different from actually running windows on my pc so sure why not uh, because, you know, again, you'll be running it on hardware that's actually moddered in the cloud. So you're not going to see issues with that. But, again, uh, a little bit almost conspiracy theory I mean, you know, right now we haven't seen that uh,
1: actually take place. Yeah, I That's mean,
3: almost what a Chromebook already is. Yeah, that's right. I mean, exactly. That's what it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sort of, I guess. But, I mean, sort you're still a. running it locally. You are. You know, and, and the thing about Chromebooks is you are confined to only doing browser-based actions. Pretty much. But... Is anybody really doing anything else anyway? So a lot of people work on the web pretty much exclusively. They yeah, work on the games. web. but yeah. I mean, but, you know, and I love Chromebooks for what they are, but there's no way in the hell I'm going to use a Chromebook every day over a, a full, you know, a normal, you know, full client. Right. Sure. That's That's Mac. That's PC. It's just hard to convince me that I need to use a Chromebook, although I practically use my laptop, Windows laptop like a Chromebook. Right. right? Exactly. You're always on the web. So what? What's sometimes hell? you need?
0: Sometimes you need that one little thing. That, uh, that's when I used a Chromebook it. for a little that's bit. That's I was it. like, ah, dang it! Exactly. I, I just yep. need Photoshop for
2: a second. That's you know?
0: it. Yeah. So yep. uh, we do have a, a, a couple people have brought this up, and this is just conjecture at this point. But do you think Alder Lake uh, mm-hmm. will help some
2: mitigate some of these Windows 11
0: uh, performance things?
2: That's a great question. I mean, the Thread Director is actually specific to Windows 11 uh, with Alder Lake, and so we haven't seen either. Um, yeah. So open question in my mind i don't know
1: yeah i mean i will tell you i wouldn't want to run i wouldn't want to build an alder lake base system and run windows 10 because clearly you want the newest scheduler in windows 11 for it for everybody else though maybe And do i think it'll improve the fortunes for windows 11 i i don't maybe maybe not you know i mean intel They move. They move a lot of parts, so it is it is entirely possible that they will drive people to it. But I, you know, and I think people. This when there is a new operating system from Microsoft. This is it it is it is a massive undertaking, like 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 landing at Normandy. There are so many pieces Mm -hmm. that have to be put in place, Mm -hmm. from the operating system to manufacturers, OEMs, and there's just like this huge huge infrastructure behind it. So. Um, you will probably today not be able to, you know, like probably every new laptop will be Windows 11 that you can buy. Right. And that's just like a yeah. switch. But think of the coordination it goes, have all that hardware, all the software, all the firmware, everything ready to go for that. So, that's
2: mm-hmm. yeah, I would expect we hear more information about that. The most accurate information on Alder Lake and Thread Director, probably from Intel, uh, just because yeah. that's so intrinsic to what they're going to be doing. So.
1: Yeah, and you know, I and like uh, this is something that that comes up. Oh, should we test Alder Lake on Windows 11 or Windows 10? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Windows 11. If you're like, if you could only test one, why would you waste time with Windows 10? Well, you should do like, both, and you should do
0: uh, DDR four and five. You should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then do VR.
1: You should do an audio. You should also uh, run one dim because you know, (laughs) you know, technically DDR five is you know got different multiple channels. So yeah, let's let's add infinite amounts of no sleep for Gordon. Yeah, seriously. I
3: have a question, actually, Mark. Do you know if like standalone box versions of Windows eleven are available to buy now? Um,
2: you know, it's it's it's, (laughs) I've been so heads down on. Even after the Windows 11 was mm-hmm. launched, that was working on the Surface Pro 8 and the Surface Labhouse Studio review, they should be, but I'm not sure if they are. I mean, they had uh, we should go to the Microsoft launch. Store. They had launch events uh, <laughs> where they lit up uh, what the Empire State Building. They lit up the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. I know that. Um, and I think they lit up uh, uh, one of the buildings in New York too. So I would imagine that yes, they're they're available, but I have specifically haven't checked.
3: Yeah. Hmm. I just hadn't heard anything about them, so I was just curious that I think this. Everyone was else is be, uh, focused on everything. <laughs> All the yeah. other stuff, right now. We, we yeah.
0: should go check the Microsoft yeah. Store see if they have a
1: box. Oh, I want to see what it looks like. Yeah, oh, true. Yeah. I'm exactly. <laughs> All right, here. Here, <laughs> well, I got a question, sure. Gordon. Okay, because clearly there's, you know, you got the winners, you got XP, you got, you got seven, you got Windows eight, you got Millennium, right? Me, you yes. got Vista. Where does that fit in the spectrum of, of operating systems? Too early to say? Oh, man. It, it would, ain't no Vista. Yeah. For for sure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I saw somebody say, this is Emmy. It's like, no, this is not Emmy. No, it's not Emmy. This not, is Emmy. not yeah. even close. I don't, yeah.
2: Uh, too early to say. I don't know. I'd have to think about that for a little
1: bit. I, I, I just think people are like, I, I just like Emmy was like, oh, my God, it like broke everything. Yeah. It wasn't ready to launch. It broke everything. That was not. A, that was like the horrible, That was a low bar. I just think yeah. this is not
2: even close. Just to this. because we're at the point where everything evolves. I mean, you know, there's sort of the before uh, Windows as a service era, and then there's then there. I mean, there's the Windows as a service era, and then there's the before Windows as a service era. I mean, you know, Windows ME, Windows XP, and these were all essentially static OSs. Yeah, there are patches and updates and so forth, but not really. They were the same thing. You know, we saw a lot of Windows 10. Now does not look like Windows 10 that we first launched. I mean, there's a lot that's changed There's a lot that's different so I think that You know we start getting into which OS is better. I think it's a little bit of a, a Misnomer to even consider that
3: question at this at this point
2: So give okay. it away. I,
3: your- uh, I Will say as far as a launch day goes like how I feel about this operating system on the day that it launches because mm-hmm. it's launching today uh, I think as far as recent releases go I preferred Windows 7 and Windows 10, but I think Windows 11 is vastly better than Windows 8 was. Yeah, agreed. Yeah,
1: you know, actually, in my meter, I'm going to put it at Windows 10. Right, you yeah. think about it, if you think about it, because if you think about it, because remember, Windows 10 came out. <laughs> people were like, "I, you just need to be exactly like Windows 7. Don't give me Windows 10. And this feels like... 7 was pretty solid at the time, too. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a, it's a mm-hmm. fantastic operating system, yeah. right? But, I mean, Windows 10, everybody was like, the same thing right they were like this is terrible i well actually i guess it was versus windows 8 at that point but still people were like they didn't like windows 10 i, I think this is kind of like it but it, it over time has evolved into a great operating system right? yeah it feels, it it feels yeah. closer
2: to that and nostalgia is going to have some effect there too i mean when you mm-hmm. look at windows 7 and it's like oh i miss windows 10 well i mean sure people
3: had complaints about windows 10 but you know it feels familiar and that's going to make a difference too yeah. I can tell you so far, uh copying and pasting works just fine out of <laughs> the box. <of> so. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Half a store right there. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I you know, I kinda wonder on one of the I did two installs, like back to back. One of them worked perfectly. The other one, there I there's no paint installed on it. So I don't know what's up with that, but I maybe my internet was lost during the up setup or something. Yeah. But.
2: But I will say that, uh, again, um, the interactions I had with the My Hardware versus the Dedicated Hardware, again, this is the the Surface Laptop Studio, and um, it i will say that the hardware that microsoft announced associated with windows 11 is the issues aside with the sp8 uh the performance issues the hardware itself is quite good um i you know if you're wondering uh we'll do a separate video later um but if you're wondering like a quick take on the surface laptop studio i really like the hardware i think it does everything that the surface book does um as far as functionally is concerned um and almost improves upon it i mean you know you can't detach the tablet but detaching the tablet in the book wasn't that useful in my opinion because you just basically take it out and put it flat uh this keeps it steady um all the function all the logic you know is is essentially down here uh it's not split between the tablet and the and and, and the base um you know again quick take um you can read the review. you know we gave it four stars and i think it's 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 a nice piece of hardware i really do i like, I like it
0: actually we did have another pointed question that was kind of a little bit off sure uh, uh cracking over on discord uh i was asking did you also test out office 2021 which released today
2: oh, okay. nope just too much to do right now and i haven't touched it <laughs> well why are you sleeping yeah. what's that why are you sleeping seriously yeah, yeah. exactly yeah right <laughs> yeah microsoft Be- just dumped a whole bunch of stuff just right on this this week so
3: the, the surface laptop studio actually kind of drives home. I think the point that windows 11 is coming in really hot. Cause when that hardware got announced, it looks amazing. Don't get me wrong. I would love to have one. Uh, but like it was made to be like the Windows 11 Avatar. It's like, hey, we're gonna have dynamic refresh rate. We're gonna have auto HDR. We're yep. gonna have all that stuff. And today it's come out, and it, it doesn't it doesn't have Dolby Vision for games, like you said. It doesn't right. have dynamic refresh, so it just it feels like things are coming in hot.
2: Yeah, this is actually locked to uh, came out locked at 120. Well, not locked. I mean, it's configured for 120 hertz, but it doesn't actually dynamically shift back and forth. You can flip it back to 60 or 120 if you'd like. Uh, the SP8 oddly enough comes in at 60 hertz and you can flip it out to 120 if you want uh the 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 higher refresh rate makes for better inking um, obviously it has some effect on games too um you know it doesn't seem to do too much for battery life right off the top of my head but uh, hmm. might needs a little bit more testing on that too I mean I, I ran tests at 60 and 120 and then came in about the same so it might have something to do with the fact and way the the microsoft or windows handles video which is what we use for a rundown test so yeah um but you're right um some of these features that were sort of like implied at least if not promised just aren't there um uh, yeah which is a little disappointing <laughs> Uh, got a question?
0: Um, funny one from NoCloud. Uh, Gordon, should Microsoft rebrand Windows 11 as Windows Half, uh, since only half the business PCs can run it, and it runs <laughs> at half the speed
1: of six gen or less? Uh, uh, on six, yeah, I, yeah, no, I mean that's that's I mean that's that's the classic problem that Microsoft has. Is there are these very very large companies that have literally hundreds of thousands of computers? Yeah and a lot of them are really really old cuz you know how cheap your damn manager is <laughs> so are they going to really cut those machines off you know yeah i really don't care too much i mean i shouldn't
2: say this i mean i don't read computer world say our color you know our enterprise colleagues over on the other side on the other side of the house as much as i should but that is a really interesting question i mean if you're an enterprise manager do you upgrade quickly to an operating system that's going to be intrinsically a little buggy and do you do so because of the benefits that secure, the underlying security hardware will offer you? Um, I, I'm not in a position to make a call on that or anything of that sort, but I think it's a really interesting question. Well, you,
1: I, I know the answer yeah, to that, what's Mark. that. The answer is no. No. Nope. Because, you know, every single <laughs> IT director is like, no. Cause they don't. Well, fit we gotta to the buy changing. these people new. Com- no. Oh yes. Yeah, so no. Buy them new computers. No. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you gotta spend money. No. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, wait, how about Windows? No. I gotta do more work. No. Uh, sir, we're running Windows XP machines, right? <laughs> and like, you know how every single manager and director at the top is like, no, is it? Oh yeah, sure, we can do that. Oh, it's gonna cost money. No. No. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> that's every every single that's. I mean, that's and that's a problem, right? Because. They don't ever want to pay for anything. Oh my god! The corporate computers that get issued are like, you just scrape that stuff up at a surplus store, right? That's just what they give in a lot of places. Yeah. I mean, one time they pay like big dollar for it. For actually, the crazy thing is, IT shops they'll pay like, well, how the hell do we pay this much money for this? Well, it's got a Xeon inside. I was like, well, you know, it's like it's it's overpriced. Uh, okay, but then you just like, no, like no,
3: no. <laughs> well, that is one of the good things about them supporting it till twenty twenty five. I would say. But I remember back at the Windows 10 transition, before Windows 7 died, everyone's like, oh, if you've had plenty of time to make your plans, go to Windows 10, because we do understand why y'all skipped Windows 8. Uh, but still, at the very last minute, like, there were every business you could imagine be like, oh, what do you mean this is happening next month, and we're in a rush to get it fixed, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's so... I, I can tell you they will be no, <laughs> even though it's provably more secure, but... They are really like there. There's people probably still transitioning off the off Windows 8.1 Enterprise now. <laughs> uh
0: probably, w- Well, we have we have some IT managers in the uh, crowd, and they all say no, no, for different reasons. That's good. Wow, that's really nice. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, no. no, it's good yeah, to know. Uh, Let me look at the budget. No, you didn't even look at the budget. <laughs> you didn't even look. Yeah, I know because the answer is no, <laughs> no, because <laughs> you want me to go to the CFO and say you want another thirty-five million dollars to it? No. Because he's going to tell me no. Uh,
0: But here's a more serious question from NoCloud over on Discord as well. Um, Elena published an article that stressed that new PC purchases should really be 8th gen Intel or higher, thanks to the Windows 11 operating system requirements. Uh, I was looking for deals online, and there are are many outlets still selling 6th and 7th gen Windows PCs. Should there be a logo on these that say, uh, you know, some sort of logo that says it's not ready for Windows 11? Yeah, well, it, it should, should be, be, uh, it it, be.
1: they should have a sticker. <laughs> I've seen them already. Yeah. It says Chrome OS. Five years. <laughs> five years! <laughs> Done. <clears throat> No,
2: there should be. I mean, that's the, that's always the challenge when you're doing like, uh, holiday deal stories. I mean, we, we, one of the things that we always do in Black Friday is we try to weed out the bad deals and the bad deals are usually are the ancient hardware that, you know, if you buy, you're going to get stuck with and be unhappy about. I mean, that could be old processors. That could be four gigs of memory. That could be a Core i3. You know, all these things, sh- you know, should really see, uh, should really be phased out, but um, you know, uh, again, you just have to, you know, the smart buyers will go ahead and either make that decision themselves or hopefully, you know, read publications that advise you to
1: choose elsewhere, like Elena's Story did. It is a bummer though that you can still get sixth gen. It is. I yeah. mean, I said seventh gen. Yeah. I can see our company still issues seventh gen. So I, I <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I have still one. <laughs> I are they really? Because I like, are we really going to get to 2025 and our are people really going to, I, I like to call it, are they really going to move to Canada and install Linux? I want to know what happens in 2025. <laughs> are they really going to do it? Are they, are they? People keep using Windows 10 when it's yeah. patched. That's yeah. Right. I mean, that, that's you're right, bad. Brad. That's, I mean, that's the worst thing, right? An unpatched operating system is, is terrible, right? It's just at that point, you really should say you should install Linux. Yeah. Like I would see mm-hmm. everybody should be like, yeah, you better install Linux. If you're not getting as, as patched OS, you need to go to
3: Linux, you know, at least you're getting people, something. Yep. For normal people, computers are like kitchen appliances, right? Like, if your fridge doesn't get software updates because you have a smart fridge or something, you won't care because it's still keeping your your food cold. It's the same thing with computers. If it's still going on Amazon, it's still going on Facebook, it's still connected to email – Normal people aren't going to upgrade that just because.
2: Yeah. How do you tell if your computer's running slow because of
1: a Trojan or because it's just the processor's <laughs> I mean, you know, Yeah. <laughs> and are those those people, they're not going to go out and like, oh, I'll, let me just download this Linux ISO, read this, you know, VAC and install it. like, oh, no, yeah, they're yeah, never right, going to yeah, do that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh we got a, a five dollar super chat thanks so much from evocati productions uh saying uh, microsoft is stealing from the games industry playbook they released an early access os the good content <laughs> is on the roadmap for future <laughs> dlc expansions <laughs>
3: no you you got to pay a hundred bucks to get the oh. sign ons
0: yeah the the, the, <laughs> the pass uh, <clears throat> um but uh we got a question another question from you gordon from uh front of the show z530 uh will the chinese government allow gamers to upgrade to windows 11
1: Huh? I didn't even think about that. Mark has not heard my theory for why <laughs> oh, why they're getting so harsh in China over the gaming and the, and the encryption. It's because the Chinese president is a one one got frustrated buying a GPU, right? So it's okay. like no, I, you right. know what? All no, right. no more crypto mining. you right. now I can buy one. And The other one is he's tired of playing against those fourteen year old kids. And See that strike. makes sense, yeah. right? Same yeah. thing. You limit yeah. them. You make it. Right. So I don't think so because it doesn't hurt anything. I mean, really. You know, as long as, as long as he's got his, his, his 3080 and he's able to play on his, on the, on the Counter-Strike server at night with his friends. That's, Actually, that's if, good. if
0: it's going to lead to performance unimprovement or, you know, like, uh, performance problems, then he'll want them, he's going to force them to, uh, to, to upgrade to Windows 11 yeah, maybe. so they get less performance. I think a
2: better question is whether the, and again, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I, I think an interesting question would be whether the EU steps in because I mean, browser choice was a big deal to the EU, and if for some mm-hmm. reason you know you still have to go through these hoops, what do the how? What it's is the a EU? changed world, though. I mean, this is a very very. The changed EU world. has the EU is actually as a as a force at this point.
3: In time. No,
1: I don't mean yeah. that. Yeah, that one thing is the EU is is a is a huge force. But yeah. what I'm saying is Microsoft can say, look at Chrome OS. Look look at where. Look, you've got Apple. True. Apple is like a trillion-dollar company. Yeah. You've got iPhone. What are you worried about us for, browser? Why don't you go take care of some social media companies or or jump on Google for something, <laughs> That's right? Like, true. Yeah, like, yeah, like I don't think, like the whole bro And I understand why they want to rest control of the browser back. You know, it's not that bad. No, no, it's not that bad. No. no and the average person, you know, edge, they've made the so edge is I, I do
2: like edge, absolutely, but I just think that uh if you don't have the choice to go to a firefox well, actually firefox supposedly is 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 the only one and I'm not entirely certain why why you can actually wholesale switch mm-hmm. uh but opera and some of these others it's just challenging like you just can't do it. I'm
1: really I'm really Brave. warming up to to firefox again, you know. But, you know, it's hard because you live in the Google world. You're sort of like, it's easy. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Firefox is really a nice... I nice bounce action. around. Firefox of all the
2: brave. So... A uh,
0: couple more questions. A uh, good one from a uh, friend of the show, Ziv, over on Discord. Uh, asks, is Windows 11 just Microsoft making lemonade out of Windows 10X? Do you think users could have benefited from extra testing and just have a minor seasonal update this year
2: instead? Yeah, I do think that this, there's, there's some... Some truth of that. Um I think they, again, they had development work that was done in Windows 10 X and the candidate and they had to repurpose the code some in some ways. And the UI was fresh and some of the functionality was there and they decided to go ahead and roll it into Windows. So I think, yes, I think that they scrapping it would have been a decision that they would have they were reluctant to take. And I think that that's the way that it worked out. As far as more testing, yeah, well, I mean, I'm never going to say that something is not going to benefit from more testing. I mean, it's just the way it is. Um, you know, we went through that phase uh, a few years ago where Microsoft reportedly uh, laid off a bunch of testers and sort of, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's been what's been reported. Um, and then, you know, essentially almost replaced them arguably with some of the Windows Insider program to basically say, hey, you know, if you find a bug report it and that's how we're going to go ahead and fix things. So, yeah, I mean um, I, you know, again, I, you know, we, I said a couple of things in the review. I mean, I was seeing, I, I, I was seeing some serious big bugs in the release preview that Microsoft said they were working on and yes, I, th- I think fixed. I mean, I saw the widgets pane slide out and be completely blank. Um, there was a really annoying bug. I don't use Outlook necessarily all the time. I use mail, which I think is an excellent, uh, an underrated program because it just basically does everything that you want Outlook to do, but just does it very simply. And there was a bug in mail in windows 11 mail that forbade you that you couldn't type in like the address field and the subject field. You had to type in the, uh, the, the body of the email and then cut and paste that into (laughs) the address field. And it was just like, are you kidding me? nobody noticed this i mean that's the most basic bug you can come up with so yeah i was seeing stuff like that i was seeing things like um pop-ups that would come up in the taskbar like out of sync like i had moved the taskbar over to the left and then i moved it back again and some of the pop-ups that came up were still over to the left hand side like they were just kind of from you know just i mean just weird stuff but you know, not really things that were really too much in the weeds either. So, um, you know, I, I need one of the things that I like to do with my testing is just to go back and see if these things that I've noted are, in fact, fixed. Um, and so that's why the review is a little bit like a work in progress, only because, you know, we're working off preview code and we have to work off release code. Um, I think my general impressions are sound, but some of the details may, in fact, change. Uh, like, for example, the Photos app, I saw that Photos app, kicked to my PC, uh what's got the new interface and so forth. It's not actually on this machine, but you know, it's code that's getting pushed down to users. So, you know, uh things change, basically what I'm saying.
3: So hmm. I would I could have waited six more months if it meant I could move the taskbar or see the <laughs> on the screen.
1: There's gotta be some strategic I don't think they would just simply repurpose it because they ain't got nothing to do, though. There's gotta be a strategic goal and for this you know this change and on the, the major changes to the to the ui must 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 it must feed that right i mean there's uh, yeah they i couldn't mean, wait right they, they can't
2: yeah i mean I, again i mean it, it comes back to what i said earlier I, I i do believe that microsoft has every right to freshen up windows i really do believe that at some point windows 11 will be the future of windows i mean i, I you know i feel from a from a personal perspective i mean I, I i have to be a professional critic but you know there are a lot of people that put a lot of time and effort into this and i i do you know from a from an empathy standpoint i do appreciate what they're doing and what they're setting out to do and what they're trying to do it's just that i have to set from a from a my perspective and just say hey look you know it just doesn't quite feel necessary what Was the word i used um so yes, I think eventually it, they're going to figure it out. I mean, I think they do. I think they just do that over time. Uh and I have faith that they're going to go ahead and, and and take care of it. Um but again, you know, they started from they started from where we are and they're going to have to work forward from that
3: talking to that free talking to that uh, other writer for us the other day when he was commenting how much he liked it coming from Macs and Chromebooks that really got my wheel spinning yeah like I wonder if Microsoft is doing this because you know kids are growing up on Chromebooks on Good iPads point. kids want Macs these days maybe this is just aligning the Windows UI to fit that so that when they do join the corporate world and get a computer, it's not just like, whoa, what the heck is this? It's a good question. I
2: mean, I, I wanted to ask my 8-year-old. My 8-year-old uses both a Chromebook as well as a Windows PC. I mean, he was on Zoom for most of 2020 just talking to his friends, and that wasn't on Chromebook. That was on the, the Windows laptop. And then he was on a Chromebook for schooling. So, yeah. uh, I am I would be curious to know which one he likes better, honestly. So, hmm. Yeah.
1: Although, you know, it is we should point out, people are overly fixated on the start menu in a lot of ways, but I don't. I don't run the start menu all day, you know. No, but it's your first point of entry. It and is the first, first, impression, first impressions make a difference. It's just the front entry to get to Chrome, Photoshop, and Word. True. You know, it doesn't. It's like, is yeah. it a? Eh, maybe people are overthinking it. Right. Maybe. Hmm.
0: Uh. Well, speaking of somebody who's overthinking it, this is just a, a funny uh, side thing. Uh, super chat from in front of the show VC Jester gave us ten dollars. Thank you so much. Said uh, they just saw a, a new Intel ad. And they're considering switching to a PC. I don't know if you've seen the new Intel ad where they they brought in Mac people. It's actually a pretty good ad. Uh, (laughs) Their question is, what is the best model? Uh, Which is the best camera? I do a lot of Instagram and FaceTime. Is there a PC Pro, like a MacBook Pro?
2: Just a question for me. No, it's, it's, for, it's, it's, it's a joke. He's, oh, he's oh. Making, it's a VC gesture. <laughs> <what> making <laughs> oh, okay.
0: it's, it's. a good joke. But that ad, that Intel ad, <laughs> where they brought the oh, the yeah, uh, Mac, yeah. Mac users in, they were like, "Hey, what if you could do this?" <laughs> this uh, I I found that that pretty good, uh, especially considering some of the the past ads with like uh, that former former Mac guy and just uh, yeah yeah no, read.
1: I had a conversation about with Intel about that. I haven't ever written a story about it yet, but it, it's it's very interesting. The ads are. Uh, aimed at normal people Mm -hmm. right the whole idea is like you know what if you're if you're watching the full nerd, you're, this, is, this is not the audience for it. This is the average person that will is it going to be the one running Windows 10 in 2029. You know, because they have no idea that it's. Well, it's, there was wasn't a not a report that idea. It, wasn't there a report like a significant number of people didn't even know that Windows 11 existed? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm yeah, sure, yeah, right? And they and it was really funny because they were like, it's like because everybody was like, "Come on, man, there's no way these are real. These are actors, right? It's just like the Chevy commercials. Right, they're exactly, just like, give me a break. There's no one like, yeah, they're like, dude." Yeah, you know, they had no idea you could do like a convertible laptop or pen. There's just they just really had no idea these things, because you know they don't pay attention to it. They they look at their phone. They they use whatever their corporate you know boss gives them or right. whatever, and
0: then or, or or they they're just like so uh you know blinders on like oh well my laptop's getting kind of old. I guess I'll go in uh what's in the Apple store. Like I
1: only got one choice. I guess I'll get that one you know yeah no but they're like so what they in so they just like the chevy commercials that just they do the whole like <clears throat> show you this dual screen asus laptop yeah, wow right. that's awesome that's and then at the end they open the door up and they let people into the room with all the different pcs that they've never been exposed to in their life and the first machine that's in there is like this main gear gaming machine I you know saw like that, that right yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like <laughs> it looks like and the people are like oh my god yeah, that's so it's so beautiful like, how do i get one of these because i w- i was really like Come on, this is fake, right? Because it's just like those food YouTubers. You know those food YouTubers. (laughs) Have you ever seen a food YouTuber go? Oh my God, this is horrible, right? It's just like, but everything's like, oh my God, it's like you like. Do you have to? How much marijuana do you have to smoke before you shoot this segment every time? Because every single time, it's like, oh, this is the best taste ever. It's a packet of ketchup. It's a packet of ketchup. It's not that good. What YouTube videos are you watching? Well, because every time you no, watch, I was no. at my, my buddy's house and he was, you know, on a Nudge. big giant TV and it was some food YouTuber on Discovery Channel or whatever. But he was like, oh, you know, they're traveling down the street and he's like, well, that looks like it's a fried plastic bottle. Oh my God, it's the best thing ever. Like, are they just acting for the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not just YouTube, though. That's that's
0: all. That's every, like, cooking yeah. thing. Well, yeah, I know. Every single the cooking thing. generation. They yeah. They never
1: go, like, oh my God, this is like.
0: They're like, oh, you know what? We should We shouldn't have filmed here. This is. Isn't that good?
1: Oh, you want to see the, like, yeah. Where was I even talking about? I can't remember. Uh, The Intel things. It was real. It was actually, those are real, real people. Real people that had no idea. They don't even know where to, uh, people game on PCs? (laughs) I've had analysts say that at meetings. What? No, you haven't. Yeah, because they have no idea. I mean, what they're like, they walk back to their minivan or whatever, to some suburb place. They're like, what are you talking about? They have no idea. (laughs) They think the world is like the screen of a tablet and that's it. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, everybody's playing Fortnite on their tablet. They're they're not using. Yeah, the that's gaming. Phone. That's okay.
1: why it always makes me angry because gaming is a controller. That's the universal symbol for bathroom and controller. Right? It's the. it's, oh, it's yeah, good. Right. Good point.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Did, uh, sorry,
1: I lost my train of thought. Yeah. Sorry, I did it. Nope. I did it. <laughs> my fault.
0: All right, we we should get out of here. There's uh, there's been a lot of good Windows 11 talk. Uh, we actually on the schedule for uh for for somebody to show up next week to uh talk more about windows and, and security so hopefully nice that pans out cool. um but yeah
1: cool so mm-hmm. we, we should get out of here i'm hungry check back next week for your fix a pc talk on the full nerd for our audio listeners yeah. subscribe to us on itunes google play spotify or stitcher send questions and comments to the full nerd at pcworld.com also please leave a review if you're on one of the services every time you do a food youtuber eats something that tastes like the bottom of your shoe <laughs> thanks for coming <laughs> i'm gordon Ung with brad charkas adios show. mark Hawkman. yeah thanks guys and adam patrick murray's gonna hit the off
0: switch Thanks, everybody. Go watch uh, Mark's awesome piece about why you should wait uh, on 1 News 11. Every time you point yeah. to
2: me, I think you're going to give me something. Like uh, the like $50 this. in the Super Chats, you point to me, I'm like, I'm yeah. getting $50. Yeah,
0: it's because the there's, there's Mark, there's you, there's Mark, Sorry, but there's right. you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks, everybody. See you later. Bye. <laughs>